It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome back to the Flow Track Podcast. It's Wednesday, July 29th. My name is Lincoln Trike. He is Gordon Mack. We uh, had some issues getting on the air here. My microphone was being a little... Uh, I don't know who's misbehaving a little bit, but we hope to have that figured out. Uh, Gordon, how are you doing this morning? Doing good. Uh, another day. Almost. We're almost in August, man. Only a few more days until we almost get to there. August. Can't believe it. We're almost there. Uh, yeah, I'm going on vacation tomorrow, and you're having a baby soon. And Kevin yeah, not is me, moving. But my wife. Yeah, not you, but your wife. Hey, it's 2020. <laughs> you never know. Uh, and Kevin is move into a new home so much happening yeah. in the th for the three of us yeah i just realized on our little ticker there i made a mistake and didn't put a space um there there you see it go bubble no no uh no bar there people are just gonna have to deal with that imagine an NCAAXE bubble email the show <clears throat> yeah a lot of a lot going on right now i always have to clear my throat when i'm on the show i promise i'm fine um yeah, are you excited to travel? Are you going to mask up for like a, well, the duration of a flight? Uh, I guess I have to. I mean, I'll put yeah. it on, and then when the stewardess isn't looking, I'll probably take it off. And I mean, I don't think it's going to be a packed airplane, so I think I'll probably have a road <clears throat> yeah. to myself. It's Spirit Airlines. You know, that's not going to be full. It'll be fine. Boom. I love Our, a good Spirit I, Airlines. I had a flight already, but they canceled that flight because it wasn't full enough. So then I had to find a new flight. So that was kind of annoying. But you know, it's a one, it's a direct flight. Can't complain. So to yeah, DC, see how it goes. Yeah, to uh, to DC. Then I'm there for a week, going to the beach, and then after the beach, we're nice. going to Shenandoah Valley, mm -hmm. where it's like a national park. Go hiking and then come back. Uh, we had a we got I got a COVID test. I'm not sure if I talked about this on the other pod. But I got a COVID you test. Did. I listened to yesterday's show enough to hear okay. you talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Got COVID negative. So I'm ready to go. Full steam ahead. Sounds good. Proud of you for that. Um, yeah. Yesterday I drove past the testing site in Austin. It's just as you described in some random parking lot, a bunch of tents uh, and a looks bunch like of cars. Looks like the entrance to like a concert. 
You know, like I yeah, go through here right. before you get to the parking lot of the right. concert. Yeah. So. Uh, absolutely. Um, well, full disclosure, we're a little low on topics to talk about today. These middle of the week episodes when there's no like pro signings or results to to talk about, oof, can be a little tough, but we'll we'll try to make it happen. Uh, you guys covered the shoe news yesterday. Uh, you covered the London Marathon, I guess, news, if you will. Uh, you didn't get to, though, the Monaco fields. They're they're slowly trickling out these athletes. And despite the pandemic, this is like, I mean, Monaco's always legit, but you thought maybe with the pandemic, like there'd be light on American athletes and maybe some superstars would stay home. But this is like a legit Monaco, any other year type of event when you add in Donovan Brazier, who we knew was going because he told us. So he'll be in the eight. We don't know who he's racing. You're also uh, just announced yesterday going to have steeplechase world record holder Beatrice Chipkowicz, and then Grant Holloway is going to be making the trip. So some Americans, despite whatever the travel restrictions, I know Brazier talked about they're going to go through France, and that's how they're going to do it. I think they had to secure like a special visa to travel. But this is going to be a really good meet on October, or excuse me, on August 14th. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's kind of interesting, yeah, like seeing the athletes. I'm sure a lot of them were like, I don't know. I mean, I think when we asked Grant Holloway, he was kind of like, I don't know. He was kind of like mm-hmm. playing the fence. But I think when Monaco calls and say, hey, we're going to put you up in a beautiful hotel. We're going to pay you to come here. We're going to keep everything yeah. organized for you. We're going to give you your own virtual bubble in the best way they can. Uh, then you, I mean, I, I've been to Monaco twice. You can like, I mean, Monaco is very kind of seclusive, right? It's not really, mm. it's not like an overcrowded area. You, when you when you arrive, you would just get into a car. You could be around people who all have masks on. You're driving forty minutes into Monaco, get right into your hotel, and and then you're good to go. It's not really a congested type of town, so I feel like it's it's easy to social distance, just the way regular americans are social distancing and they're a regular town so well hopefully better than regular americans because regular americans haven't been doing as good as as people i think in europe but uh i've always wanted to go to monaco jealous that you've got the chance to go twice i feel like you maybe not appreciate it as much as i would i don't know i don't know why i think that but (laughs) Whoa, it's such whoa, a nice whoa. it's a, no 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 and let me i didn't mean to oh i think alan fixed our fixed our I did. Uh, ticker i fixed it oh you did clutch yeah. sweet uh it just seems like a paradise of a place like i don't know why you wouldn't i that's one of the few places right now i would travel to i think and you know i'd not really i would i would i'm not really a huge fan right now i'm trying to hop on a plane but for monaco i think i would uh i would make that trip and it it's both surprising and not surprising that so many people are heading over there because it's like Monaco is like one of those like stops that if they have your event, you're going to go to Monaco. It's 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 the nicest yeah. race on the on the circuit. Yeah, it is a paradise of a place, but it's also only really paradise if you don't care about your pocketbook. You know, like if you're not like <laughs> thinking about how much things cost. Because yeah, yeah, one yeah. thing you notice, like when you're on even when you're on work trips, you don't really think about that. Hey, that like airport bottled water is six dollars. And you don't think about yeah. it because you're like, whatever, it's expensive. But when you're just traveling <laughs> leisurely, you're like, why am I buying a $6 water? You know, you, you kind of, yeah. your brain all of a sudden like thinks about, ooh, this costs money. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, we asked 
Donovan Brazier this question. He didn't give us a, a full answer. I'm going to have to clear my throat again in a minute. It's got like a frog in my throat. How fast do you think he runs in his – I don't know if he's going to run a tune-up eight in, in the U.S. or not, but we don't know the fields. But I, I'm really curious to see how, how fast he can go just based on how he ran that, that 1,500 and closing so well and how he ended the season last year. Last year's Monaco meet, there was a 141. <clears throat> And, uh, we, you know, he broke the American record in his last 800 outdoors. Do you think he runs in the 142s, the 143s? What, what are you, what's your I opinion th- of how fast Brazier can go? I think it's going to be 143 high. I just think in the mm-hmm. time we're in with so much uncertainty of the training world and not having a, a, like a normal schedule, that it'll be hard for him to just like out of nowhere – run a 141 or a 142 mid. I think mm-hmm. he's so talented that out of nowhere he can run 143. Um by out of nowhere I mean like not in a typical cycle. You know, he's still doing some meets and training, but there's a mental situation where you know there's no Olympics, no worlds, no USAs. Doesn't really matter if you win any race or lose any race because it's like whatever, this is all a mulligan year. So I think all that mental yeah. factor can kind of make people not really go all in and focus on trying to run the best they can ever run uh, at like an international meet. So I think, well, I think he's going to win. I think he'll win handedly, but I think he'll probably mm. run like 143. Mm. I don't think Amos is in 141 shape. So I think that scenario where he would pull Brazier along to like a PR or really, really fast time probably out of the window but if amos is there he's going to go out aggressively and that could have the key for the situation we saw at worlds last year where wesley vasquez took i think that's who it was took took out the first 400 meters really struggling here uh this episode brought to you by needing to clear your throat um he took it out the really fast that first 400 and then Brazier took over. So maybe we have a situation like that. I just feel like normally I wouldn't, you know, in a first 800 or second 800 of a year, wouldn't think like, Oh, the American records on the table, but how good he looked in that 1500 and how young he is obviously. And, um, feels like we have just seen the very beginning of this. I could see him breaking his, re- his time, depending on who's there in, in this, in this 800. I don't think this guy needs a ton of races to, to get really, really sharp. I mean, we think back to his start of his college career. It was like his first 800. He ran 145 indoors and like every, everyone freaked out. Like, and he's run fast early in the season before too. So I think there's a really good shot. He runs below his, his, uh, his American record. And uh, part of that is to do with the track Monaco. Very, very fast. I'm boring you with these statements. Um, no, but I'm, Gordon, we're trying morning for me. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it is for me too. We're trying to fill a podcast full of content when there's not a ton to talk about. So I'm gonna drag every word out of out of these entries well, as as we can. I do think it's interesting though that I mean we're talking we're making it like it's news that Donovan is running Monaco, but we broke that news like last week. And I guess well no he one, broke it for us, yeah. He broke yeah. it for us, but like you yeah, think yeah. That I think I'm not gonna I'm not. Blaming anyone, <laughs> excuse me, Kevin. I think wh- whoever titled the Donovan Brazier podcast titled it Do- "World Champ Donovan Brazier," right? That was the title of the podcast. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It should have been that titled was, yeah, Donovan okay. Brazier to Ron Monaco. That's what I think oh, yeah. title. Because then people yeah, were like, yeah. oh, that's news. So, yeah. But I didn't no, want I... to be someone who like micromanages titles no. of podcasts. So I just let it go. But we could have broke the news. I know. The news. There's people who are keeping score of who breaks what news. So that would have been they super are. duper important. All right. So you think he's going to run the 143s? I think I'll just say it. I think he's going to run the American record. I think he's going to run under his 142.34. I know it's a bold pick. I get a lot of predictions wrong. I'm just like really bad at them. Uh, so I'm like <laughs> Who's either good at them? way too. What's that? No one's good at predicting. I don't know. Some people are better than others. I'm just not. I'm not. I'm not about that. I'm, that's why I don't play the stock market or anything like that. I just. I just. I'm just. I'm just bad at it. All my. All my takes just end up not happening. I don't know. Maybe I should just, just quit. put all your money. Anyways, move, your mattress. moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, Grant Holloway in the the 110 hurdles. He made his season debut last week. 1337. No time to. I don't know. Write home about, but uh, it'll be fun to see him back on the track in in monaco anything there do you think he runs do you think he runs anywhere close to his pr it seems like the hurdles is a tough like you have to get momentum going throughout the season you can't debut with a a pr it seems like in the hurdles that's just something that builds momentum and momentum and i'm not sure why that is maybe it's the technical aspect but uh i'll be interested to see how fast he can go coming off the 1337 you rarely like do all 10 hurdles in practice. You know what I mean? So like the number of times you actually get over all 10 hurdles consecutively is like at a race time. So if you need to like kind of have a bunch under your belt before you're like, all right, I'm ready to go. So you like are in your peak form for that seventh, eighth, ninth, hurt, 10th hurdle that you're not really yeah. hitting as often in practice. You know, you might do like a seven hurdle run or something like that in practice, but you rarely do a full 110 in practice. And even in the even if you did, it doesn't have the pressure of a race, so you can't really simulate that. So, did you see the news about uh, Geber Selassie's uh, hotels burned down? When we're well, looking for content to talk about, yeah, you, I did because you just you you told it to me before the show. Yeah, it uh, feel very bad for him. He's, he's had some bad luck with his hotels last couple of years with that issue with uh, Mo Farah, whenever that was, I think last year. And then... Oh, yeah, what was that? Now now this. I mean, this is on a whole different scale, of course. Uh, it looks like, you know, a, was, an issue between people thing? groups. I don't... Like, Mo Farah gotten into a... He got gotten into into a fight with somebody and didn't pay his his tab or something. I don't know. It was oh, ridiculous. Okay. Um, but do feel really bad for Haile Geber Selassie, a prominent businessman, obviously businessman in in Ethiopia, and to have his hotels burned down is is never a good thing. And you hope the situation, the 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 issues that led to that, which you know, it sounds like it was conflicting people groups obviously we're familiar with the the different uh i don't know i keep saying people groups but within ethiopia and some of the issues they've had I think back to felisa felisa de lalesa in the olympics throwing up the x to represent his aromo people um and uh there, we just know that there's a lot of infighting in that country and it's very unfortunate i 
according to the reports, that's, you know, differences between groups is, is what led to this. So you, you uh, hope that no further damage is, is done. I, I don't know the situation. I'm not familiar with it. I don't want to put my foot in my mouth when I don't know what I'm talking about. But, you know, hearing a former great Haile Geber Selassie who's seemingly done well for himself afterwards has hotels burnt down and it's going to be millions of dollars worth of damage. That's, a, a, that's a, definitely a sad story. Yeah. It's kind of interesting seeing like when not to it's a weird segue because obviously the story is because of the hotels burning down. But when you take away that story, the fact that he has two hotels, like how many elite track and field athletes are going on to becoming like businessmen in certain different areas. It's kind of cool just to look back at like when someone who was like known for athletics goes on and gets like honored in a, in a non-athletic way. So here in, in Gilbert Selassie's situation, it's like he goes on to like build hotels. Like that's kind of wild. Like how many people go on yeah. to become hotel makers? You know, what's him called? Uh, Jim Ryan got the presidential medal of freedom the other day, which is pretty cool. Yeah. You know, like it's kind of interesting when people in our community do things outside of our community that are like hard to do, even if you weren't, an athlete you know like it's hard to like successfully build hotels it's hard to get the presidential medal of freedom it's hard to you know when we're trying to think of other athletes have done like like mo farrow winning like man of the year in britain or something like that didn't he win mm -hmm. something like bbc man of the year like no one and it's hard for it makes sense when a basketball player does it or a football player but when a track athlete does it it's like oh that's kind of cool we like we're part of the the bigger world you know something you know, mm -hmm. I always just like it when athletes are doing things. It's like, oh, yeah, he's famous because of running. It's kind of cool. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Well, not to switch it back to negative things, but it does sound like the situation in Ethiopia is pretty ugly. Uh, looks like this uprising by the Oromo people, according to this article on azega.com, was caused uh, following the death of a popular Oromo singer. And I'll, I'm sorry for the pronunciation how I'm going to pronounce this name, but Hachalu Hundesa. Uh, and it sounds like according to this, 200 people were killed following that. Oh, and I don't know, you know, how many were, were killed in relation to the burning of Haile's uh, hotels. I don't know what the whole situation, but the point is you feel bad for that, that country, everything going on there. And I don't want to talk too much about it because we're just not educated. We don't, we don't know the cultural situation in, in Ethiopia, but to hear someone like that, who's had success post running, like you mentioned, uh, having to deal with this, you really, really feel, feel bad for him. Yeah. This podcast is going hot. It's going 100 and zero. It's like, I'm going yeah. I'm like, Hey, it's pretty yeah, cool no, that, just, you know, he makes hotels and presidential medal of freedoms goes out to, to athletes. And then you're like, yeah, well, it's a this is a Wednesday episode, if I've ever if I've ever heard <laughs> one. Uh, other other entries to Monaco. If we can somehow switch it back, we've got uh, Beatrice Chipkowicz. Now, I don't know any American steeplers that are going to be coming over. Doesn't I don't I wouldn't imagine there will be Bowerman with Courtney Frerichs and Colin Quigley. They're doing their own thing. Emma Coburn famously said last year when it was announced, late last year when it was announced that the, that the steeplechase was going to primarily be off the Diamond League's thing, she said, I'm not running the Diamond League. And they've said, too, that they're going to team bosses group, that they're going to just race in the U.S. So I don't think we're going to see any Americans. But Chipkowicz, two years ago, 
set her world record 844 we know she doesn't need anybody to be with her to run that fast could see could see another world record in the in the steeplechase i'm just being really optimistic with how fast everyone is and what shape they're in <laughs> world record every every race is a world record yeah i don't think she's gonna run a world I mean, record i think she'll probably like, i mean i doubt it right too. but yeah no no she'll go faster than that why listen i, What's I don't the benefit but she just runs by her this is the only way she knows how to run i mean she just takes every race out hard. That's what Chip Kovic does. Um, you know, she was in shape back in February. She ran a 402 indoor 1500. That was a world lead at one point, not the world lead for very long because I think, I don't know, I think El Perrier may have gotten it. We're getting way off track, but you know, Go she, uh, indoor. <laughs> she, Chip Kovic just, she likes to run from the front. I think 844 is a huge outlier, outlier, but. I don't know. We'll see. I'll definitely be watching eagerly to see who is able to, you know, who can run fast coming off these like huge breaks where there's not been any diamond, you know, elite diamond leagues in the traditional sense. Like, is it possible to have no races and then show up in August and run fast? Like, I guess we'll find out. I know we've only been potting for like 15, 20 minutes right now, but I think I want to get to the main the the a block or the main block how kevin loves to use that phrase blocks a b c whatever i guess this is mm. technically the c block but we're gonna say it's the it's the main event mm -hmm. so with things going on in the world nba bubble is working right they haven't had any tests positive it's working with the caveat that you know lou williams might go to a strip club on his day off <laughs> but other than that it's working for dinner uh for dinner he likes ML the food there yes. okay Yes, yes, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Likes the food. And it's a gentleman's club, not a strip club, right? That's what that's what they say these days. That's what they call themselves. Yeah, sure. Uh, but MLB, obviously, with the Mar Marlins getting testing positive and having to postpone their, their games, everyone else is still playing. So it didn't shut down the whole league, but it's kind of messing up the schedule. So it's not perfect. And NFL is going to have a similar model to MLB where they're going to be competing in the outdoors and it won't be perfect, right? All right, so NCAA cross-country. Now, I know this will never happen because no one is ever going to invest into an NCAA cross-country bubble, <laughs> but it would be kind of cool. And I would like to imagine what would an NCAA cross-country bubble work? Cause be like? Because if we could have a bubble, we have no positive tests, we could do a full cross-country season. We could have all that content. We could have BYU, NAU, Arkansas, Stanford, New Mexico, all in the same mm -hmm. town or same mm -hmm. complex, racing each other every week. It would be the greatest amount of cross-country content ever. So I, I thought what we should do is we should brainstorm this out. How do we create an NCAA cross-country bubble? Where will it be? What will the schedule be like? What will the food be like? How do you think... Let's let's plan this out. We're the commissioners. We're we're, we're granting us commissioner yeah. and vice commissioner. So I'm head commissioner. You're vice commissioner, and Kevin is our secretary. It's fine. Uh, first of all, where where would be a good spot for an NCAA bubble? Like what town or like area hmm. location could we have a bubble? Well, I, I like an area that runs a lot of cross country, and is light on population relative to other places i just say put it in Terre haute 
and build a whole facility on the Laverne Gibson course. And yes, everyone's going to have to train in there, but you know, you get some farmland over to the side. They can use those for like classrooms, I guess, you know, everybody's gonna be online. Um, so yeah, just throw it on top of Laverne Gibson. You know, you got a full cross country course. Yes. Not going to be fun because you're gonna have to do all your workouts on that course. Everyone's going to see each other's workouts. You're going to have teams running workouts together, I guess. I don't know how you make that work with as many cross-country. I, I think we'd have to trim this down. We'd have to do an NBA type of a situation where only 30 teams get in. So it's like we basically know plus or minus one team who's going to make NCAAs. So let's just like go ahead and pick those teams, and those are the teams that get to come. So you'd have like 60 teams total at Laverne Gibson, which would still be quite busy. But, you know, you'd have some overlap with a lot of schools making their men's and women's teams. We can make this work, I think. Throw it on Laverne Gibson. Not flashy, but practicality-wise, uh, you know, whoever is donating $60 million or, you know, to construct a giant bubble. Obviously, it's not legit, like, a, an actual bubble. But, you know, you got to build some trailers out there for classrooms. You got to have people, you know, you got you to build, like, dorm temporary dorms. There's, there's going to be some serious investment. I know people are jockeying to pay up that money for NCAA cross-country. But, you know, you're going to have all these kids taking online classes, and uh, I just think you can throw them in some trailers off the side of the road there in Terre Haute. And there you go. You got a, you got an NCAA XC bubble from September to so, November. It's going to be hard sell, man, to have someone want to spend three months in Terre Haute, Indiana, in the middle hey, of man, nowhere. Some people live there. In, in, in cornfields. I know some people live there. Sorry. But I also think that you're thinking a little bit too – the budget's not as big as you think. All right. This is NCAA cross country. Okay. Our budgets are not – NBA budgets. So a lot of the infrastructure right. needs to already be there. So you're trying to create uh, a bubble on the land. We need to already have the spots. So now the bubble is not going to be perfect because you, you know, people are going to have to stay in hotel rooms. So it has to be a place where there's hotel rooms or dorm rooms kind of in close proximity to multiple running areas. And of course, so I was thinking, I mean, I'm, this is just not, this is one idea. Maybe the Mount Sac area, right? Because they just built a whole new uh, cross-country course and they're the stadium. They could probably, they have the track to do workouts on, right? So they could do the mm. workouts on the track and then they have the cross-country course on the outside. Uh, and then there's a lot of hotels in that area that people could come in and out to. So they're all just in that, you know, spot so that's one location another location potentially nike's campus yeah i was thinking that right yeah. you you could have bit you have security there at nike's campus so no one's allowed in yeah. so you could like really close off outside world they could have places to stay on on campus and then you have the course they have the track of course they can have the nxn course that might be an option i mean what do you think the nxn course is that on the uh Nike campus, I I, yeah. Glenn wasn't Dubuque, it like Glenn used Dubuque. to be like on a? I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, Portland. It, it, it used to be at Portland Meadows, which I, I'm not as familiar with the Portland area. Um, not 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 a Pacific Northwest guy, so um, I'm not really sure. I think it's a fair idea. Now you got to kick out all the Nike employees, so we'd have to suspend Nike's, you know, production, what whatever work they got going on. Cause it's like NCAA cross country is taking over. So they're going to use Nike yeah. employee office space to do their studies. 
and the track, you know, Bowerman, you're going to have to go find somewhere else to run. Uh, we've got into like cross country season. So yeah, I think, I think Oregon, you know, pretty good, pretty good spot as well. Um, another one I thought of, I mean, they've worked hard to put money into the, to their course and there are some apartments right around. Yeah. We'd have to kick out the people, but they were going to host NCAAs this year. Stillwater. I mean, give them their shot. They wanted to have cross country there. They invested millions of dollars into their course. Here you go. You know, let's let's see how this works out. Oklahoma State, can you host, you know, sixty teams for three months? It's uh, it's a tough ask, but I mean, they, they wanted to host NCAA, so here you go. So we 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 can come back to this point on the technicality of where we are, but assuming we find the place of where we are, what do you think the actual inside the bubble atmosphere is going to be like, you know, that the NBA, they have, you know, a lot of activities. They have like game rooms, they have fishing, they have golf, and then they have a bunch of different practice basketball courts. So all 22 teams can practice at the same time and they have different schedules. So for yeah. these 60 running teams across country teams, one, what's going to be their form of entertainment? And two, what are their, what's their workout schedule going to be like? Yeah. Like, how do you think they're gonna? I'm thinking. Are we gonna be seeing like some like NAU and BYU on the same track at the same time doing like repeat four mm hundred -hmm. to repeat Ks and like yeah, it's gonna be weird. I I think we need a bunch of treadmills, a bunch of ping pong tables. You mentioned entertainment, a bunch of TVs. They can be you know, they don't have to be the greatest. Um, <laughs> we. We uh, let's see what else. I mean, we're gonna need a cafeteria, so I we got to figure that part out. Um, but yeah, it's not it doesn't take a whole lot to entertain a bunch of college students, right? Just just throw some ping pong tables in, and I, I do need the treadmills just in case some athletes are rehabbing. Might need a pool. Um, I don't know what 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 were you thinking for as far as entertainment? Yes, to answer your question, we're gonna have teams running workouts together. I'm convinced coaches are going to get together. They're going to be meeting at night, smoking their cigars, drinking scotch or whatever they've got. And they're going to be like, what, what session you got on plan for tomorrow? And they're going to be like really close and sort of like, let's just run them together. Because ultimately this like secrecy competitive, like what workouts are you running? That's going to like fall away as people are in such close quarters. Teams are just going like, to, there's going to be like a, there's going to be like a weekly time, not time trial, but like, weekly scrimmages we're just, just going to be like try and dual meets all the time and that's going to take the place of like your hard workouts right and they may not be 8k and 6k they may be like a 3k and a 5k you know what i mean so um there's potential for a lot of collaboration here and we would need to be inside this bubble like getting all, all this content there'd be so much content like i can't it's like oh, an yeah. absolute factory <laughs> factory it's like what we'd have ping pong tournaments that would be like a fully live on flow track thing like it's a little separate offering like to figure out who the best <laughs> NCAA cross-country ping pong player is um yeah we need like I a think computer lab like, i don't know if they call them that still obviously but for kids to work i know they have all their own laptops but um the, i i feel like i'm figuring this out low 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 cost we just need some space to to throw all these tables i'm sure if we're at the nike campus they already have ping pong tables there so it, it, it's not too well, hard to figure wanna, this all out 
so when I talk about workouts, do you think that the teams that are like have a younger coach kind of first getting his feet wet against these big dogs of cross country powerhouses, they're like the 28th to 29th best team. Do you think they're going to be like, all right, for today's workout, just do whatever Luis Grijalva does. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. just go find out where the NAU guys are and just follow, or the BYU guys, follow Connor Mance. If he does like 10 reps, do 10. Just like mm -hmm. make sure you do as the same amount of distance as uh, Wayne Kalati, and then we're good. Like, do you think mm -hmm. we'll see like some lower tier teams and coaches just being like, let's just mirror what, oh, they're, and they used doing an easy day. Let, let's let's do an easy day. You know, I think that'd be fine, and that would happen. I think what would happen, what would be the difference, is some of the bigger programs. And I know a lot of the small small uh, conferences have already been eliminated because they postponed. I mean, or canceled their fall sports. But I think you'd have like NAU and BYU if they're at sea level, like investing in altitude tents to make it seem like a normal season, and you wouldn't be able to have those reps at seven thousand feet. Unless somehow this was in Flagstaff, which it wouldn't be, but you'd have like some the 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 top tier teams would still have like some top tier advantages, um, and, and maybe some of the smaller schools. Maybe it would be a community uh, altitude tent, and so you'd have to take turns going in it. I don't know if that would make it effective at that point. But now we're really getting to the upper reaches of the budget if we're installing altitude tents for NCAA cross country. I think this is going to need to be like you said, bare bones ping pong table we're gonna hear some complaints about the food I and mean, we saw it in the nba but at the same time you know there were jokes at the nba like people tweeting out their food and their and their their joke was lebron's not eating this so maybe you could feel the same way and like i you know you'd have like a crappy like turkey sandwich and you take a photo and you're be like connor mance is not eating this whiny kaladi is not eating this so there'd be some fun like like you know It'd just be just so much fun to watch on on social media how these athletes uh, act and for a series from it. I mean, you can almost it'd be like the real world cross country bubble type of a type of a situation. You know, there'd be so much drama going on within the bubble that I can't imagine. Would you have athletes wanting to transfer mid season because you're not even having to move? You're just like putting on a different jersey, basically. I mean, we'd have to open up the transfer portal and say you can compete right away. No, no, uh, no issues. Just make it super easy. Maybe multiple people being transferring multiple times per season. It's it's no, it's all up what, in the this air. Is, this is the thing to worry about. You know, NAU, BYU, Arkansas, all these like teams and stuff. They need to be scared of a super team being formed because there's going to be mm -hmm. about 20 individuals that get invited to this bubble who don't have a team. And they're all going to be living together. They're all going to be training together because they have no one else. They don't have teammates to train with. And they're going to spend an entire season training together. You have a Campbell athlete here. You have a Liberty mm. athlete there. They're all going to be training together. And they're going to be like, hey, let's come back next year and re and represent one university. And then they, f they decide. You know, maybe they run for a university of phoenix right because everyone's online so they're like hey let's just run for university of phoenix and then in 2021 there's like this stud cross-country team mm -hmm. that all bonded over the bubble because they were individuals and now they're a team and they're gonna yeah, be like unstoppable that's what I. it doesn't even require I that i mean you could have you could have athletes from established teams wanting to go together and say let's all you know it could be uh 
Miami Heat circa 2010 type of a situation, right? They could all decide tampering or no tampering. You know, we'd have to install some tampering rules, that's for sure. Uh, the biggest what concern is you'd have to protect your sixth and seventh man, right? Because I'm sure a lot of coaches yeah. are going to be like, hey, we have a really good seventh man, but he probably doesn't feel as valued here because yeah. he's not scoring, or he could be a top five guy for another team. Mm. So, you know, Mike I'm Smith. Sure NAU is going to be like, they're going to be like, they're going to want to take our seventh man because he could be like, our seventh yeah, man could be everyone's number two. You know? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Keep an eye on Ryan Raff. We need to know where his loyalties <laughs> lie because the guy, you know, well, he was the famously the eighth man on the NCAA cross country team last year, the NCAA cross country championships, last man out. Do you know so, where Ryan Raff is from? You know. No, where's he from? Utah. Is he from Utah? Oh, yeah. You got to watch yeah. out for that guy. He, he may be donning so, the, uh, the white and blue. Yeah. You get, you get, apparently, he gets. Uh, he gets made fun of on the team for that because, you know, BYU oh, rivalry. He's kind of like, hey, where do your loyalties lie? Because he was a BYU fan oh. growing up, like all BYU fan. So I try to like bait him into like, all right, in what situation would you be okay with BYU winning? And he's like, always in AU. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, but in this situation, would you be like – I was trying to get him to be like, I'm a BYU fan. But he couldn't, obviously, because yeah. he, he's now been in NAU for three-plus years, so. Yeah. yeah, Ryan Raff, be, uh, they're, they're going to need to put Ryan Raff in a, in a separate bubble to make sure he doesn't <laughs> get tampered by Ed Stone and the Mormon Church. So you got to be careful. Um, what are some other features of the bubble that you're envisioning? How, how are we going to make this work? So what's the, the competition, right? So they're all there, right? And you can't have like a giant like um, Nutty Comesque Invitational or then like, well, 15 teams compete and 15 teams compete because they're like, that's all what we already do. We kind of want to see more competition. We don't just want to have a bubble for them to train in and not perform. I guess that's what you can call it, perform mm -hmm. for the, the fans out there. So I think you would have to create a maybe survivor style mini tournament <laughs> or a bunch of like round robin, like, pool play like a group group play yeah. right we create a bunch mm -hmm. of four groups and they all race each other and then the winners then come and you have like a tournament like that uh but i want to see this is what i want to see i want to see um elim uh i want to see everyone gets matched up right and okay everyone runs in the so i want to see i want to see this style of race i want to see kind of like tour de france time trial type race okay where mm. you have you have your you have your five guys right and no one is because we have to socially distance so they can't race next to each other so what you do is they all start like two minutes apart so they're all on the same course but they're all starting two minutes apart so they never overlap each other you run you run like a k with your group of five right and your k time only the, the time that your k counts as is the time of your fifth man so you, it, there's no benefit of your first man running fast because your first man should only run as fast as your fifth man. So they run a K. And then after that K, the fifth man drops off. And then you have your top four people running. And you only run as fast as the fourth man. So you basically, your each rep is only as fast as your slowest person. So you have to yeah. work as a team to pull the team along. And then when you get to the I final see. K, 
maybe everyone runs a 2k could make it a 10k so it's five so 2k 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 so then the last person then is just on his own for the final nine and 10k and you're continuously running and then you add up the time and then that that, that that whatever the time is you win so basically having a star number one runner doesn't really give you that much advantage because you know 8k of the 10k they have to run as fast as their teammates you know mm-hmm. and it allows you to kind of see who truly has the best depth so if you have a really good fifth runner that's helpful because they're your first 2k is going to be fast so you have a 2k 4k 6k 8k 10k and then what and then time trialed it out and then that's the result and this determines what this determines who, who moves gets on to another uh, round pizza on the pizza day okay okay cool no i no, was no. just trying to find, it, just, like right i was just trying to figure out food i i wasn't trying i didn't know you had sussed this out so much i mean i could tell you're making all that up on the fly but that's no, that's I pretty impressive did that race in high school I did, I did that race in high school and it was fun oh okay yeah. Hmm. It was a mile though. No, it was, it was a, yeah, we were running. We were no, maybe we we're running twelve hundred meters each. I mean, we're we're in high school, so it was a five people, and then so the the fifth man ended up running like probably, I guess I don't know, but we got dropped off. So the idea was though, it's a time trial cross country race where it requires everyone on the team to be just equally as important because. Your number one runner can't just go off and run a fast time. They have to run with the team until they're the, they're by themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who who do you think would win that I'd race? Watch. I'd watch. Who do I think would win that race? Well, I mean, the teams with incredible depth, right? I mean, it'd be like a normal yeah. cross country situation, right? I mean, NAU on the on the men's side would be pretty good at that. I feel like, and uh, I don't know. Choose any Stanford on the women's side. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's yeah. why I think it's a good setup, and it's socially distanced, right? Everyone's just running on their own. Running well, we don't need to be social. Own. Do we need to be socially distanced whenever we've been bubbled up? I mean, is we, you don't you don't have to worry about that as much if you know everyone is is negative and you know everyone's staying in this bubble. You don't have to worry about it. Then why do they wear masks in the bubble? It's a, it's a, it's a good question. I, 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 it's, it's a fair question. I understand why baseball players do it. They're not bubbled, right? But, uh, yeah. One question I did have is people, if people opt out, um, which they haven't done in the NBA, at least not to the level of MLB, NFL. If people were to opt out, would they get their, would they keep their eligibility? Can you opt out in this situation? I think so. Yeah. Everyone's allowed to opt out. Okay. It's the world of opting out. We're opting out of work. Yeah. We're opting out of life. We're opting out of everything. Opting out of responsibility. Yeah. Hey, I don't. Jeez. I don't. That's I don't want to. I don't. I don't. I don't want to do errands anymore. Okay, I'm just gonna mm-hmm. opt out of that and just you know not do errands. Stay mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what else we can do. So what 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 location have we settled on? We need to come up with a compromise. Do we want to try to put this on I Nike think, campus? We got a lot of schools that are not Nike schools. They need to make every program a Nike program at that point. They'd want marketing control of this bubble, right? Yeah, but maybe Nike's going to have to, you know, I'm sure there's some NBA players out there who like are really big Universal Studios fans and are kind of upset they have to represent Disney World. You know, they're kind of like, I really wish <laughs> Six Flags was our location or, you know, yeah. Nobles Park or, you know, but or Hershey Park, you know. But uh, I think 
people mm-hmm. i think nike's gonna have to spite the bullet and be like hey i mean it would look bad though when nike like does this whole thing and then it turns out like in a you know nau comes in as the adidas school and just like stomps on everyone it makes you know mm-hmm. maybe nau gets screwed yeah, over they probably like put nau in like the old dorms and like the give them the old <laughs> food and the like bad trails well i think this is gonna have to be in the portland area i think we decided they've got you've got access to that campus you've got the uh the NXN course, as you mentioned, all the all the tracks you could want, and Adidas is also in in the Portland area. At least they have their U.S. campuses. So um, I, I I think we can make this work for all schools involved. Um, but yeah, I think we settled it. Now we just need somebody outside the the uh, NCAA because they're not going to do it to to pony up some cash to make this happen, and then and then we're we're good to go. Yeah, I'm sure the I'll, University I'll, I'll... of Portland would be for this. Yeah, well, the thing is, University of Portland. I'm sorry, but you got to be inside the bubble. You don't get to stay in your own little dorms and your oh, yeah, houses. Rob Connor, you're gonna have to be away from your family for four months. The same way the Orlando Magic have to be away from their family, even though they're on the other side of the fence. So, yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, we'll find a donor and then we can do this, make it happen. I mean, we don't even need a mm-hmm. donor. The donor already exists. It's Nike, right? They just be the donor. They pay for everything. Okay. Nike just, just we're just asking you for a few hey, million dollars is all. They they take all the money that they normally would have spent on NXN, and there's no NXN, and spend it on NCAA. Done. Problem mm. solved. Just cool. move the budget numbers. So throw this. Change the column from college from high school to college, and we're done. I think we figured this out. Uh, let's. Just now that the plan is fully sussed out, let's get this going. Put the ball in motion. I will. Uh, I will gladly sign my name to a list if this needs signatures and make this happen. And if we want to start like a GoFundMe, you know, I'll put in twenty bucks towards this. I have no yeah. problem doing that. Yeah. Okay. So I think I think we, we got to figure it out. All right. Do, do, do we get money? What happens if you give to a GoFundMe and it doesn't hit the goal? Do you get your money back? I have no idea. I have no idea. I, I I always wonder what the point of the goal is, but um, I mean, obviously, I, I know what the point of the goal is. Let me let me not let me retrace that. But yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if you get your money back. Uh, okay, this was an adventure of a show, uh, a shorter one than normal, but I think we figured out some important things today from Highlight G to the NCAA XC bubble that isn't going to happen. Uh, For myself, Lincoln Shrike, he's Gordon Mack. We will see you tomorrow.